Power965radio.com. Locally, nationally, it's Conversation with Jim Anderson. And now, your host, Jim Anderson. Hey, hey, Buffalo, Western New York, and points beyond. Welcome to Conversations with Jim Anderson. Hey, you already saw the posting. We got a great show today, an important show, because a lot of people are not talking about November 17th, November 7th. But we are, and um, we got a candidate who who in here today who's going to be talking about why they're running. And we have members of the team that's supporting this candidate, from the attorney to to the not only a friend but also to the one who is campaign manager, I believe. Oh, bring it to me again. I am uh, Michael Norwood. Yeah. I'm a spokesperson for the Buffalo Black Baby yeah. Initiative. Gotcha. Okay. Our attorney. Okay. My name is Shakora Zachary. Yeah. We go, uh, go ahead. My name is Shakora Zachary, and I'm the attorney, and I'm also the campaign coordinator. Gotcha. All right. Hey, we got the right people in here. And we also have Ruth. And you know Ruth. You, well, you know everybody in here. Yeah, Mary Ruth Kapsiak, and I'm a member of the Buffalo Black Billion Youth Initiative. Awesome. And we had the candidate themselves, and uh, we'll introduce and you Overseer to them. Michael Chapman. All right. Born and raised here in this community. All right. You know, you know, and now, uh, hey, look, and of course, Austin. Good morning, Buffalo. It's great to be here today. Thank you. Um, I, I want to preference the show by saying, look, you know, um, as a community, we kind of been led either down one or the other track, two track. We usually talk about Democrats and Republicans, and um, there's more to that. And, you know, everybody that has an opportunity to run doesn't always get a fair shake through those two parties. So it shouldn't be a surprising to our community when you hear those running for office, running on a different line. Um, Pastor Chapman, Overseer Chapman, is going to be running on the independent line. And we'll hear more about it because someone asked me, was it the independent party or was it a new line that was being started, a community independent line or something? And, um, well, I'll stop there and just tell you, you can join the conversation at 716-837-1112. But let us start rolling and wait till we put some meat on the table before you jump in. In other words, wait till the candidate himself says some words and then you should call in. Um, This is a really important conversation because I'm going to tell you, during the primary that the Democrats had, not a lot of people wanted to come forward and talk about what they were doing, what, why they were running, what plan they had, and so forth. And it seemed to be just a, 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 a I won't call it a setup, but I know a lot of people who had suggested it didn't, it wasn't really open. So your candidacy, Michael, uh, Overseer Chapman, is... Um, is not only unique and interesting, but a great opportunity for people to express themselves rather than uh, one pony horse show that we usually get. I'm going to ask the campaign attorney, um, 
to come to us in any way and tell us something about this candidacy and so forth and the team that's been put together to help him along the way. Thank you. Um, so the initiative or the effort to um, get on the ballot, right, that's the first step. And as you stated, uh, it's not an independent the independent line. It, there's, it's not a party. We, uh, Pastor Overseer Chapman created a line called Community One, and that's the line, nice. um, line F on the ballot that he's running under. So it's an organization of individuals that are comprised of different people throughout our community that see and feel a need for change, right? That, as you spoke to, uh, kind of we were always pushed into Democrat, Republican. That's kind of the bipartisan, um, landscape of our country, not just locally, but yeah. on a national level. And what we have seen, right, is that there's a lot of um, discontent, right, with how things are being run, and that the voices of individuals who are really out here doing work in the community and are doing the work, you know, I won't say that our public officials are supposed to do, but I think in tandem with what they're doing, but who need the opportunity to do it on a larger scale because of different elements that, um, I guess, stagnate the process, right? So Overseer Chapman is not a politician, right? Is it, he's, he's a pastor. He has overseen um, two churches, two vi a, a village in the campus of St. John's in Gethsemane for a number of years. So stepping into this arena is not necessarily what I think he started off wanting to do, but we felt as a leader, and he is a leader in our community, we needed him to do. True. Because he has done so many critical things already on a private level within our community that we want to see this blueprint um, of the Buffalo Black Billions and the initiatives and the urban development model that it presents, not just implemented within the Ellicott District, but as a blueprint for expansion and empowerment throughout our city, right? As Ellicott District is where it starts because mm -hmm. there's kind of the saying, uh, where goes Ellicott, so goes the city, right? Sure. So it's such a fundamental piece of our uh, political, our city's landscape in terms of districting. So um, when Overseer Chapman decided that uh, we were gonna do this, we put together a team, Gary Chapman, myself and a group of other individuals, Mr. Norwood, we all kind of put our heads together and we said, okay, how are we gonna do this? You have to get a certain number of signatures, right? Mm -hmm. We were given the number, we said, we can do it. And we went out there and we yeah, you know, did it. beat the streets and we did what we had to do. We got the necessary number of signatures and we qualified um, as an independent candidate running on Community One. Uh, to the end of what you stated with regard to the Democratic primary, because we as a city, are historically a democratic voting population, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always this presumption that if whoever wins the primary mm -hmm. is our going to be the candidate yeah, at the end of the... Presumption. Yes, there's a presumption. And uh, what we uh, did with this is we, we gave people a choice, right? We've been through decades, like over 60 years of a one-party rule in this city where there's no independent voice. There's no one that's bringing the voices of the disenfranchised, the people who are like, I just want someone to hear what I have to say. These are my needs. This is what's happening in my home, in my neighborhood, and candidates that support that. So that's kind of the initiative. That's the background of how we got here. Awesome. I, I want to ask Ruth and Michael to talk a bit about the connection between the billion dollars piece and the candidate in the candidate seat. 
Good morning. I'm Michael Norwood. I am a consultant and a spokesperson for the Buffalo Black Billion Initiative. The Buffalo Black Billion Initiative is a faith-based, God-driven economic development model that's bringing a billion dollars of economic development ministry and programs in East Buffalo and the Fruit Belt community. Um, we need real leadership in the Ellicott Council seat, someone with season and administrative skills. We don't want a new voice with the mm. same old message. The run for the Ellicott Council seat is about improving the quality of life for Ellicott East and Ellicott West constituents in the city of Buffalo. Now, we feel that the overseer is that person, as was stated. Uh, he has the CEO of the Buffalo Black Billion, and this uh, initiative will not only work for East Buffalo, but will, as was stated, turn the entire east side, uh, the entire city of Buffalo, uh, around. Uh, we have a youth component that's going to work for our young people with a uh, open-air market that will teach them how to run their own businesses. Uh, it will give them a season uh, skills. Um, we feel that this is the, the, the initiative to really turn the city around. Ruth? Good morning. I'm Ruth Kapsiak, and I am a consultant for the Buffalo Black Billion Youth Initiative. And you know my compassion for education. Yep. So I have not heard anyone speak of our youth. And what we have been doing for our youth is we have a high street market project that encompasses students being able to learn how to raise vegetables and gardening. This leads to entrepreneurship. So if we start them off at, say, the ages of eight, to 13, we're focusing on that early uh, intervention piece there so we can get the students in the after-school program. They not only will be taught remediation, but they will also learn how to play chess, which, as you know, is most important, and students' abilities to um, be able to do the math that they have to do in schools now. So we will be, we are doing this with our students now, and we are hoping that we get um, more students involved. We have uh, 60 students, and the early intervention piece starts at ages 8 through 12. Then we have the young adults uh, ages 13 through 18. So if we get them involved in, say, boating, all of these other activities that will enhance their abilities to learn. Because just going to school every day and you're listening to the teachers and your grade levels are, say, 65 to 75, you need some after-school remediation. And we're here providing that for students. Mm -hmm. We are open to students in the Fruit Belt area and of East Buffalo so that they are able to uh, be able to go into uh, school the next day on a positive note, that I have, okay, learned how to do these things outside of the classroom, so now I'm ready to be able to sit down and put this into fruition as far as the learning takes place. Wow. 
<laughs> I, for me, you hit you hit all the things that are important to me. Making sure the upcoming younger folks that there is a road and that they can access for a better opportunity. And I love the fact of what you talked about how the decision to run and the clarity on the line. Because some people here independent, they think, oh, you must be with the independent party. But Community One, uh, listeners, you hear it, get in your mind, Community One, when it's not the Democrats, it's not the Republican, it's not the independent party, it's not the conservative party or any other party. It is a new line, and we have the opportunity with a candidate that has made themselves available to represent. And the ball is really in your court. You you got to hear clearly, and you got to know the history of what has been around voting in our community. This is a new opportunity. I, I know that, and, and I believe you know that. So I'm going to just say don't dismiss or underestimate that. And, you know, we're talking about, we mentioned a lot of young folk. Well, I got a dynamic co-host here, Austin, I'm sure... Well, I'm just going to give him the mic and let him come this way. I don't have to tell him anything. <laughs> Definitely. Hearing about the youth aspect is really important to me. I'm a communicational skills trainer. I teach communicational skills to the youth because I think it's important. But I recognize there's a lot of facets and avenues that young people need to be successful in the community. Um, I kind of want to take it a different way, actually, because I'm curious. So if you don't mind me being curious, we've had a couple uh, different people running come through the station. And one thing I always hear or the theme that I hear is that a lot of people can make a change, but why you? And I know we got a great man in the studio, so if I want to get straight to it, if I could ask you, how has the things that you've done in your life, I know your work as a pastor, as an overseer of a church, and the other things you've done in the city, CEO of the Black Billions, how has that prepared you adequately to make a change in the city as a politician? Well, first of all, I'm 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 politician. Politics is about the distribution of wealth and and position and assets and uh, i'm not a politician i'm a public servant mm. i've served in the christian community mm. uh, for the last 40 years now uh god prepared me i ran a ymca for nine years during one of the most difficult times of the city in 1993 there was 93 homicides the highest homicide rate in the history of this city I was running the YMCA in the most troubled of situations right there on East Ferry and that humble YMCA they tried to close it three times and I was the director there and we kept that YMC open for nine years so I have uh, most of the young folk came through that YMCA. Uh, they're now 50, 55, and they got children and grandchildren. So I worked with youth. For, and not only that, uh, I was called on um, out of the blue by Mr. Norwood, who was running the division for youth for the city of Buffalo. He ran the division for youth for the city of Buffalo. And former governor uh, Mario Cuomo had a new initiative mm. called uh, Midnight Basketball. That was back in 1997. Mr. Norwood called me, had a meeting, and said we got 30 days to put it in before the government governor come in. So we set that up out at the University of Buffalo. We raised the money. We had uh, teams from within the city. 
and they competed. And that was the first Midnight Basketball, pro- one of the national projects that Mr. Norwood could talk about because he initiated it. And I served as the director, and that was with New York City. That was also with Buffalo. And then there was, I think, Rochester was involved in it and, and Niagara Falls. So we've worked with youth. And then I, I did youth with the church for the last 40 years. And we sent we worked with the Jewish community. Matter of fact, we did an interfaith uh, uh, a ministry with the Jewish community. And we took them down to the Holocaust Museum in, 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 uh, in, in Washington. And then uh, we also took the two groups of youth, Jew, Jewish community and African-American to the Detroit Slave Museum. And so we took them and we sponsored that. Now, we believe that during that time, you could do it. You had the boys' clubs, you had the PALs, you had the YMCAs, you, you had the scouts, the girls and boy scouts. The Board of Education was sponsoring uh, schools to stay open from 7 to 9, two days a week. So you had a great deal of drop-in type facilities. Now we don't have those. You don't have any of those type of youth initiatives. And so what we believe is we would target 60 youth. We would take 60 youth and we put a grant into the Buffalo Board of Education. We got a grant in already. We put it in about a year and a half ago. We worked with the board's top leadership to, to and, and and we have submitted it and we've heard that it's it, it, that it's going to be approved. We take 60 youth. We do pre-testing on them and post-testing. The project runs from April, May, June, July, August, and September and the children uh, average have to be between 65 and 75. That's the target population. And then we're going to take them, and we have three watercrafts. We have a, a, a jet ski. We have a, a 29-foot a Riker boat. We also just purchased a $250,000 watercraft, 39-foot uh, Sundance, for the children to learn because the math you learn in boating is is more sophisticated than the math you learn in carpentry. Teach, so yeah. we're going to teach the children, and, and I'm not talking about we're going to go do it. It's sitting out there in the marina. We didn't have it for the last six years. Uh, we see God. We educate communities globally on disparities. So the other thing I want to, you to know about the youth is this initiative, my board, I got, a, I got board, all, we, we got like 20 corporations. Seven of them are multi-million dollar corporations. Nothing like this anywhere in this city. The infrastructure and the organizational structure is unheard of in the African-American community. I've never seen ministry done at this high level. So we take our youth, and this is a project-based model. I got on the ballot. I called a friend of mine and said, get me on the ballot. He called attorney uh, Zachary. They got me on the ballot. And I, ain't, I didn't run around, vote for me. You right. look at the information, vote for anybody you want to vote for. Mm-hmm. We're doing a billion dollars whether you vote for us or not. Mm-hmm. If, you, if we're in that council seat, we can do $2 billion. That's what we will bring to the table. We're, we're bringing a billion dollars to the table, and that's based on land we already own. 
We asked the city to give us, sell us all the land on Jefferson that city owned from Ferry to Cherry. All right now. And if they sell it to us, then we could develop it along with what we're already doing in the fruit belt. And so we, this year, last year we did 50 million. This year we're doing 50 million. That's 100 million. Ain't nobody else doing this. <laughs> we are the largest employer in East Buffalo. Quietly, no one knows. These two churches, two campuses, one village is the largest private employer in East Buffalo. We are prepared to expand this, and we can expand what we're already doing. And we stopped the gentrification because we have 400 units of minority housing, subsidized housing, 150-unit senior citizens tower, 150-unit, two, three, four-bedroom Macaulay, 15.1 acres, and then we have 77 townhomes, and we own 70% of the most valuable land anywhere in western New York, anywhere in western New York. We own 70% of the most valuable land, 43 blocks. It called a fruit belt. We expand that out into Ellicott, uh, 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 out into Ellicott and Ellicott West, and we continue to do what we're already doing. So we don't have to try to make up something. We have an athletic department. We got the only table tennis. We got a table tennis team every Monday and Wednesday. You can come over and the top table tennis players. We got the top chess players, Barry Davis, Grady Jackson, all of them is already in place to provide services and support for these young people from April, May, June, July, August. September we'll use for reporting and, and submitting the documentation. We've been doing young people for the last 40 years. No molestation, no pedophiles, no misappropriation of funds, no embezzlement. We run a pristine organization over 3,000 folk, ain't nothing like it. No one compete with it. And we're saying, look, we are being blessed by God. We wouldn't be here if God had True what, that. if it wasn't for the Lord, we it. would not be here, period. We would not be in this position. And so what we're saying is we want to share. We're not coming to the table begging. All right, man. When we come to the table, we sit. My mentors was Mr. Wilmers from M&T, Mr. Rutucki, Governor uh, Hochul. She was our banker before she became lieutenant governor. Senator Gillibrand, all of them. I've worked with them. Andy Rutnick, former president, Buffalo Niagara Partnership. President Tripathi, University of Buffalo. President Simpson, work with all of them. People of integrity. We're here to make a difference. We can make a difference in the community. We're not saying... Uh, give us a chance, and we. If this is not an experiment. We mm. don't experiment with live people with people's lives. Mm. This is ministry. Home. We call it a, a, a home ministry for us. Mm. And and guess what? We don't steal. All right now. We don't steal. Nobody handles more money than I handle. No one in this city. Not even drug dealers. I know them all. I grew up in this community, off the street. I'm a street mouse. I wasn't even a street rat. Are you listening to me, son? I got, I got a soulmate of 48 years. I represent stability, integrity, character. I got a soulmate of 48 years. 
five children, 30 grandchildren, six great-grandchildren. I don't come here joking. I don't come here. I, I come here putting up money. You hear what I'm saying, son? We put it on the table. You know, you got when you play poker, you got to put up. <laughs> people in people people in Buffalo is no used bluffing. to people in Buffalo is used to talking. Mm. We coming to the table with a billion dollars for the East Buffalo, and we saying if you come and we get in this position, we can do two billion, and that's just in the Fruit Belt and Jefferson Corridor. If we go on over and all that tragedy and stuff that is happening. Don't be overcome with evil. Overcome evil with good. We doing good. And and nobody can stop us from doing good because God is with us. You hear what I'm saying, son? God is with us. And let me let me just add to that. That at a time in our society when we have all of this crime and degradation, uh, youth gang violence, gun violence running rampant in our cities and streets of America. There can be no greater cure or remedy to these ills than to have such uh, programs and, and projects and, and, and models like the Buffalo Black Billion. It will turn our community around. It is the go-to network that we need. And if we look at Jefferson, as the overseer has just stated, we should have, that should be uh, put together with uh, new infrastructure, uh, are working with our young people with um, having cafes and and having a, a street presence with our our, our police officers and uh, museums and not just a tops market a tops market is <laughs> fine but we need more than that 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 whole corridor should be an ex a, a model for 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 all citizens in this city to be able to point to we should have pride bringing folks uh, down Jefferson Street the same way that they do in Toronto with Young Street. We, when we come down Jefferson, we should brag about uh, what's mm -hmm. happening there. Mm -hmm. And so this is what the Buffalo Black Billion will do uh, under the overseer. And the reason why is because we're going to own it. See, we own our stuff. I we, when you're talking to me, you ain't, you, I ain't got to go get somebody to vote on whether I can do something. If I say it, it'll happen. I tell you right now, you go over to St. John and tell them, Pastor, say, cut you a check for $500. Do it. And I guarantee you, in a couple two days, you'll have a check in your hand for $500. No, no. I'm not telling them to do it. I have told him to do it. Now, whether you do it or not, it's going to be up to you. My, my son told me something. He said, Dad... I was I live over on Marigold. I live down in the community. I live down in been living all my life down in the community. And my son said, "Dad, they ain't got no hope." He said, "You tell them to come over to the church and you'll give them some money, and I guarantee you they won't even come." I went out, it was five of them. I told every one of them, I said, "Y'all go down to the church, tell them pastor they give you $150 a piece. Y'all go down there within the next 24 hours." You know not one of them went out and got it. And he said, "Told you, dad." Don't be one of those that don't go. You go over there. So and, and you go over. You call over and say, Pastor told me to come over. And, How you feeling? And, and, you go, and that's for this interview. Not, not because we're trying to pay you. And, and guess what? No, you don't have to. I don't drink coffee or none of that. I don't hang out. 
Just because we do something for you, you don't owe us nothing. See? You don't owe us nothing. Well, you hear what I'm saying? And, and I, I appreciate that more. I'm, I'm going to express more of that gratitude. I know I want to allow you to get the full interview, but it's, it's 40 years of change, like you just said. You're putting word behind action. How do we prepare a city full of people who have been so used to words and not actions for a change at that level? How do we prepare the youth in such a fast world of today to be prepared to truly invest in ourselves along with these programs? Because we need to support you just like you're trying to put it on the table. We got to eat. And so how do you prepare us to eat? Listen to why I'm here. We got, a, we got a business and leadership academy. And they said to us, we want to do the John Madden. And we said, how much? And 30000 I said 30000 They said 30000 So we got one minute. We 30000 So we put up 30000 and bought 30000 worth of John Madden and taught them how to do it. They said, well, we want to learn how to do a limousine service. We put up 60000 and bought three limousines and brought them in and taught them for five years, three or four years, how to run the limousine service. They said, we want to know how to get on the ballot. So we started a political science component and helped people get on the ballot. We got some folk coming out of prison. I got boys that came there 15 years straight up, came out, stayed with me two years, got implemented back in. We got guys that did eight years. We got guys that did 20 years, and they came out, and it's our passport to freedom. We are putting people back into the system. I know my time wow. is up. Yeah, Thank me, you, my brother. We're we going to a, we gonna go to a commercial, but listen up. And, and it, look, if you were in here, you would feel the heat and the power in the words that have been spoken. I'm going to say more about that on the other side of the commercial. Remember, you can join us, 716-837-1112, and we will be back. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like, an official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate, answer a few questions about your car's history, and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Discover the African-American Veterans Monument at the Buffalo and Erie County Naval and Military Park in downtown Buffalo. A tribute to their remarkable contributions. This monument stands tall, symbolizing their courage and selflessness. Twelve pillars represent significant wars since the Revolutionary War, embodying the stories and sacrifices of African-American veterans. Make a lasting tribute. Purchase a commemorative brick to honor their sacrifice for generations to come. Join us at the African-American Veterans Monument and witness their profound impact on our nation's history. For more information, visit aavmwny.org or call 716-800-1137. 716-800-1137. Be a part of this heartfelt tribute to African-American veterans. Plan your visit today. African-American Veterans Monument, Buffalo and Erie County Naval and Military Park. It's Cybersecurity Awareness Month. You may be aware that online crime is a huge threat, but did you know that this problem could be a great career opportunity for you? Cybersecurity experts are in high demand and are well-paid. You can position yourself for this specialty in months, not years, at My Computer Career, even with no prior IT experience. Learn how you can train for this rewarding career at mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. 
We know that each of us is unique. At Roswell Park, we work to provide support, guidance, and the healing power of hope. Please come to Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, where we treat not only your physical needs, but provide support for your mental and spiritual needs. It's all in one place, right here at Roswell Park. Hey, we're back, and uh, yes, the phone lines are open, but let me just tell you, this first half, um, Austin recognized it, I was recognizing it, and all, many candidate or people who call themselves running for political office coming here, most of them have come in with talking about what I consider pie in the sky, what they would do, not a trail of what they have done. And the power of what you've already spoken about, and I bear witness, particularly uh, for young people, and I mean everything, not only from the knowledge position, but from the physical preparedness. One of the things I think with all the bullying going down is helping young people to be self-confident with some skills to hold that up. Not to be bullied, not to go out starting up, but to be able to defend. I, I love the boxing. And I love everything that has been going on in the programs that come out. I mean, tons of programs. And you're right. Many of us don't know about them. We hear a lot of negative talk a lot of time. But I got to tell you, Overseer, what you just laid out. And, like, I defy anybody to push back. We're going to go to the phones. And, uh, Carly, you're on the air. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful. Um, to hear. I hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead now. Um, uh, I just have a simple, a brief question. You mentioned, um, I'm not sure if you mentioned what type of multiple food, grocery access that you could bring to our community, since we know that Jefferson runs from Maine to Hamburg. And that's very important to me as a member of the community. I don't want to have to keep, well, I don't go there anyway. But I know that many of my communities go to that particular cemetery that used to be a grocery store because they have been Jedi mindset to believe that they don't go to continue to enrich that family, that they will die from some sort of starvation because it's a food desert. And as we all know, it's practicing food apartheid. So my question is, is there anything in your plans to, uh, put up some sort of um, multiple uh, uh, sustainable access to, um, you know, grocery stores or uh, Got a response for you. Provide us with fresh produce and groceries. Let, let, me, let me address that. Uh, Thirteen years ago, can you the tell federal... Me again, that we're going to pick up that money? Carla, here, 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 here's a response. Thirteen years ago the federal government had deemed that the fruit belt was part of what they, at that time, called it a, a, a food desert. Mm -hmm. So we put a, in a grant to the city, and we got approved by the county, and it was County Executive uh, uh, Collins. Mm. That was 13 years ago. And they gave, he approved us 150000 And the way it happened was I seen him on a Saturday. And I asked him for $150,000 toward our market. We were going to put up a market and right on High Street. And he said, if you can raise 150000 by Monday, I'll give you 150000 
And so I went to church. I was pastoring. I went to church. And I said to the congregation, I need 15 people to give me $10,000. By that Monday morning, the 150000 was in the bank. Con- county executive gave us 150000 We did the blueprints. This was 13 years ago. And we've been held up for 13 years. And now you're trying to find out. We just did a, a appraisal. And the appraisal came in at $93,000. Wow. But the city charged me 159000 for the property. We gave them 16000 six years ago. And they put a moratorium in place and everything to stop me. And we are waiting right now. And we got the money in place to do a $6 million market with 15 apartments up over it at High and Locust. And we're waiting for the city real estate to just give us the contract so we can move forward. 13 years we've been trying to do that. And my volunteers have been working every year. And it didn't cost us almost a half a million dollars just to keep it alive. alive. And now we're waiting over the next week or two for the real estate from the city to say they will give us the contract for the four pieces of land and we wow. will put the market up and we got the money ready to do it we got 10 million dollars worth of projects ready to go right now. i'm talking about small projects where our young these are for our young folk and our young folk is going to run the market yeah. they're going to learn business skills and and we have a we've been working with Cornell University for the last six or seven years and Minister Ina she's over our health initiative and so we do farming right there on Gethsemane and we give we didn't gave away over four to over four hundred families uh, uh, all types of cucumbers and corn so we're doing it right now you can come see it you can come get some mm-hmm. right now right over there at Gethsemane this ain't something we gonna do something we've been doing and now we waiting for to put the market up and our young folk are going to run now let me tell you about the market if that market had to went up that's why it, it just to hear people to hear these folk talking if that market had to went up 12 years ago hmm. 40 part-time jobs for young people 20 hours 20 times 40 is 800 at that time, the hourly rate was $10. 800 times 10 is 8,000. 8,000 times 52 is 400 something, 450 or 60,000 a year in part time jobs. And if you multiply that over 12 years, you're oh. talking about almost $6 million worth of revenue that didn't come into the community for our young folk that they could be working part time on these jobs and learning because it's been held up because of political. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, you named it. Can I, can I ask a question we have on the stream? Someone says, uh, good day. What does he feel about the district beyond Jefferson Avenue? Ellicott District, Ellicott Councilmatic District is, is my responsibility. If God so blessed me to get that seat. We'll handle Ellicott. But let me tell you, Dr. Taylor did a study East Side study. We took his East Side study about 20, 17, 18 years ago, and we used that study to develop this national model. This model been to the White House. 
three or four times under the Obama administration. And what I was excited about the Obama administration, because when we got down there, there wasn't folk my age out on the floor. <coughs> Excuse me. People who was out on the floor were people your age. Mm. And when I came back here, we put together, we got a whole group of young folk. It's a group of young folk say they can run the Ellicott District if I get in. And we going to do, uh, and look, I'm 71. And let me tell you, it cost them, they said they needed a candidate that was qualified. So I got my resume. They got my resume. Ain't nobody more qualified, period. Ain't nobody more you qualified. Got that right. Ain't nobody more qualified. Hey, look, you got I, it right. I spent 17 years in the Roman Catholic Seminary, degree after degree after degree. I've been in all the educational institutions around here, Niagara University, Rochester Kodak Divinity School, 53 East High School, 53 East High School, Public Schools, EOC, ECC. I done been to Damon, uh, 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 Madai College, Canisius College. I done been through all of those educational institutions. We are qualified. And no one can come white, black, Latino, we are qualified. Hello. You see what I'm saying? Lutheran, the Lutheran Synod gave me an honorary doctorate for putting up the first hospice in the nation in social justice. Uh, Methodist, I, I, I did two years in Methodist, uh, John Wesleyan. I'm academically trained. You understand, son? I run the largest operation. We got the gift of administration and the gift of operation, according to 1 Corinthians 12. God is blessing us, and we are just sharing the blessing with some other folk. That's what we're doing. Amen. We got a call. We call her. You're on the line. Welcome. Yes, only thing I want to say, you know, uh, no, no misunderstanding. Apartment buildings is nice, but, you know, you guys need to take it in consideration to put housing, because a lot of people will love to have their own house. You know, with the, what I'm saying with their own yard and space the houses a little bit where people won't be too close being into other people's business. But it would be nice. We want houses because all these apartment buildings, when one uh, 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 catches uh, 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 roaches and stuff like that, now the whole place got to get exterminated. People well, we want their own call, houses. So, call, would you, you know, when you take let time me, let me call we hear you. you got a response to you. Let me tell you about the housing piece. We worked with M&T Bank for two years. Elder Mary Vance Boyd, she was the she was the, uh, over the, uh, the mm -hmm. town gardens, and also she helped start up the one on Jefferson for the M&T Bank. So we're gonna get. We tell people we're gonna get them housing because everybody was talking about housing, housing, housing. Stop gentrification, housing, housing. So we took two years, and every month we did a training on housing for new owners. We took two hundred people through the process. And it took 200 over two years just to get five people to qualify. And we listen, we gave, we gave, the cost of the house was 160000 We gave everyone an $80,000 subsidy. And over two years, we only could come up with five people that could financially qualify. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Taylor said to me, he said, Reverend, he said, you could stop gentrification through housing ownership, but if the people can't afford it, then if you put up good residential rental property and keep it up, it can stop gentrification also. So we flipped from housing to rental 
because the people couldn't pass. They yeah. couldn't afford it. Right. And then the white community was going to come in and they going to take the property because they can afford it. And then, then it's called transmigration where they come behind the black community and build back up and get paid to build it back up. And then they live in it and push the black community closer toward the Cheektowaga line, which that we're in about the third transmigration right now because all the black community used to be down on William Street no and more. then they came on up and moved them up. Now they all sitting out on the, the first ring. on the first ring near the Cheektowaga border. So we understand about home ownership, but if you can't do entrepreneurship, if you can't help people understand that can't you might it. not be able to do it working uh, as an employee. But if you're a consultant, then you get more time to do some other things and create some money that you can invest. And then you can get you some quality, improve your quality of life and your living condition. Wow. Can, can you talk about how to get in touch with the campaign? And also mention, I know there's a, hopefully this event will happen on the 26th. Could you mention on that? The, the debate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have uh, been invited by the League of Women Voters. We've been invited by the League of Women Voters. You can flip it, it towards you. Like this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, to participate in the candidates forum, it's um, proposed for the 24th of October uh, at the Meriwether, at the Meriwether Library. Repeat what you said. Okay. Okay, I was speaking on the um, Candidates Forum that is scheduled. Uh, we've been invited to participate in that on October 24th at the Meriwether Library from uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, the candidates will be, I'm sorry. 5.30 to 7. Five, well, 5.30 to 7 is the actual scheduled time. I think the uh, forum actually starts at 6. six. So we're uh, scheduled to do that, God willing. And in addition, we're having a uh, Candidates Forum over in the... Um, Elmwood District at uh, Lafayette Presbyterian Church on the 18th from uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. So those are ways that you can come out and you can speak to Pastor Chapman and different members of our team. And you can always reach out to us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we also have a, a, a website, www.michaelchapmanellicottedistrict.com uh, and you know, we have multiple means and streams of communication, so it's a matter of, and we also have a phone number that's listed, um, the, well, can I see that real yeah, quick? I don't have a phone fine. number off the top of my head. Thank you. So there's a contact number of 716-243-6753 that people can reach out to um, to talk to us as well, talk to Pastor Chapman. So, yeah, just reach out. We're always receptive and open. And, and the thing is, is that we 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 became an independent. We set up an independent line. We ain't got nothing against the Republicans or Democrats. Right. The Democrats have given us our development over the years. Margaret Wynn, Oshai Foundation. Everybody has made contributions to this comprehensive urban development model. And so the Democrats have given us the most smaller gifts. 
100,000, 200,000. The Republicans have given us the larger gifts. Governor Pataki gave us a million for our life center and then 600,000 for the hospice. And then Congressman Quinn, they, he got us 921 or 904,000 for our health facility for the, for the life center also. Wow. So we didn't want to be Republican, Democrat. We don't want this to be used as right. a political football. I got developers that work for me. I got developers that say, call me and say, how much do you need for your campaign? I say, you can't give me nothing. Hmm. Me and my wife will underwrite the cost for it. We, we, we borrowed the money, our Bentley money. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 20-something, I liked the Bentley with the silver cloud. With the, I liked the Bentley when I was young. And at 70, I was getting ready to get a Bentley. And they needed a candidate that was qualified, so I gave my resume and say, y'all could use me. And then they needed someone that could put the money up. Mm. And so I asked my soulmate, I say, could we put up the money? And she said, that there go your Bentley. <laughs> and so uh, we put up, the, we, instead of getting the Bentley, we put the money up. And you done, you just did the records. We done put up how much so far? Oh, wow. Uh. It's all online. I can't think of the exact number right now. About 120 or 30,000. I want to say to you young folk, you should not be intimidated. All you boys hanging around on the corner, y'all could get together 